What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Before we get into it, just want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. She goes on what you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply to become a member and immediately get connected with people that fit your audience. That is podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Guys, on today's episode, uh, it was it was a battle. Tyler and I have been dealing with allergies. We have really bad allergies, and it's allergy season here in Central Pennsylvania. So he had the sniffles and sneezes, and I had the drowsiness because I accidentally took drowsy meds before today's episode. It was a real, it was a real slaughter. But we do talk about new Pokemon Snap, and it's a mixed bag of reaction. We have games, we have comfort games that we play. We do talk about that for a little bit. Uh, Nintendo Animation. Nintendo wants to get into more animation projects, apparently. And we talked about the Sonic movie because I finally saw it. Uh, thank you guys so much for all the support. Last episode rocked, and we really do appreciate all of you guys listening. The best way you guys can show your support is by leaving a rating and subscribing. And yeah, we just hope you guys continue to enjoy the episode, and it'll start with this one. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, Season 2, Episode 38. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host, Colby. Uh, cloudy day today uh, on your, you know, weekly Switch It Up East uh, Central Pennsylvania weather report. Mm-hmm. Uh, cloudy today, not so... Actually, pretty good temperature. It's starting to warm up. Uh, Colby, how you doing on this uh, on this pretty good day? Don't, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just preparing for just preparing for finals. It's really all there is left to do as far as college goes for this semester. And then we are we are free birds. We are free, free to fly. You've already started finals. I have some later this week. But, yeah, I can't really say much beyond that. A new game came out this weekend. Uh, I watched a movie last night. Oh, boy. I, what a movie you did watch. I played this podcast's favorite movie, uh... The Sonic movie for the first time ever. So maybe we'll get into that later. But yeah, I've been, been, been gaming and playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, just hanging out, just doing me, as I say. How are you doing, Sniffs? Uh, <laughs> uh, I could be better. Uh, my allergies are in full force. So I will be probably sniffling a lot this episode, maybe a sneeze here and there. Uh, but hopefully, uh, my mic won't pick up too much of that, uh, though I'm sure it will. But in gaming news, uh, aside from my uh, suffering, uh, I'm also in finals. That's not gaming news, but I figured I'd say it. Uh, I, I, just, I just did a final today uh, and didn't go very well, to be oh. honest. Uh, not great, but... Still ended the class with a B plus, so good with that. Uh, and as far as gaming news, 
to much of my podcast dismay, I have been sort of solo gaming, or so, sorry, the podcast uh, Discord dismay. I've been solo gaming a lot. After convincing uh, two of my friends to get two separate games, I have yet to play one session with either. Uh, so Bad. that's on me. I, I I was distracted and I completely kept forgetting to to squat up. But now that my one final is out of the way, I got a bit of a gap where I can just I can just game all the time. It's gonna be glorious. Uh, but the main game I've been playing right now is still Monster Hunter. The update just came out. I'm loving it. I'm still grinding out uh, all sorts of gear and and skills and such. So uh, me and a good friend of mine have been. Uh, you know, grinding out the new update so that we'd be pre- so that I'd be prepared to talk about it a bit on this pod, a bit on this episode of the podcast. Rather, uh, these allergies are affecting my brain as much as my health. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, Colby, how do you want to start this episode today? Because we have I, we have a few honest, things. I honest to God, I've been thinking about that, and I don't know where to start. But I think we're just gonna do a new Pokemon. I think we should start with new Pokemon Snap. It's yeah. it's, the, it's the hottest game on the Nintendo streets right now. Uh, it's a mixed bag as far as people are, are as far as reviews go. Uh, right. It's a seven on Metacritic from users and eight from actual critics. And there's just a mixed bag on you know I think what people expected, what people want it to be, what it isn't. But yeah, new Pokemon Snap came out this week. Uh, there's no sales numbers yet, unfortunately. No charts, any of that nature. But I imagine it would be a top three selling game in the charts this week. Just because mainline Pokemon title, all that stuff. But I don't know. It's a six-hour game. It takes six hours to get through the story, the cutscenes, all the missions, all that stuff. Not great for this podcast as, uh, <laughs> as far as this checklist Policy. goes. Yeah, yeah. As, our, as far as our terms of service go, it's not a great start, but... I, now, I've seen, yeah, I go ahead. To be fair, this is a game that kind of has replayability like built into the the code of the game cuz you're not going to get every single picture of every single Pokémon on the first go through a stage. Unless I'm really underestimating the the difficulty of this game, but like I think it's meant to be played I'm going to sneeze multiple times uh, in order to get the full value out of it. Uh, So you can get higher quality pictures and, uh, you know, find the different interactions that you're not always going to get the first time around. So while it may take six hours to just go right through, like once you're done with one stage, go to the next, I think there are, there's enough secrets and stuff that like you pass by right through on the first go through of a stage that the replayability is going to add, I assume double that time to the game. I would hope so. Still, I was about to say, 12 hours still. For us, for our podcast, uh, little philosophy we have on, on game time, not the best uh, still, but still more respectable than, than the six hours that has been thrown around here and there. I feel like you know that going into buying the game, though, that the story, the game is there so you can look at the Pokemon interact with each other in their environments. It's not, yeah. there's no elaborate plot or anything like that with Pokemon Snap, even the original. Like, it's just there for you to go look at the Pokemon in their natural environments, all that stuff. Todd Snap does make an appearance. He is a mentor. I saw that, uh, yeah. yeah. Twitter Twitter was a big fan of that. And yeah, just the screenshots, the memes, of course. All that stuff has been looking... It looks Pretty like good. a great game. Bandai Namco did a great job of making the Pokemon. A lot of people in reviews are saying that 
best looking Pokemon game by far. Uh, no real, no real contingency or argument yeah. there. I had the memes have been very good. Uh, you reminded me of some things I saw on Twitter. I saw just a photo where it was just a blue. It was just blue, like the color blue in there, and it was like it's Waylord. <laughs> and and the and the professor's like, wow, this is an astounding photo. It's like, thanks, <laughs> professor. I I spray painted a I spray painted this picture frame blue, and I gave it to you. Taco put a video out on his Twitter of um, a Wingle taking a Finian away, like eating yeah. it. Like, <laughs> There's no, I, was, it. I was about to say the the Pidgeot Magikarp one is the one I know where he just snatches him out of the water. I've also seen a lot of Bidoof love on mm-hmm. on the timeline. Doof. Just this, the doofster, just out here strutting his stuff. Uh, absolute model. But uh, yeah, everything, at least on social media, I've seen has been pretty positive. Uh, my friends have had pretty good reviews of it. So, you know, definitely a niche Pokemon title. And, you know, that's kind of what sure. it's meant to be. So we'll just have to see how the sales numbers uh, reflect that and see if it, based on the context of it being a spinoff Pokemon game, if it, uh, under or overperformed or performed exactly as we expected. Yeah. Uh, like, like you said, it's kind of uh, this is a really mixed. It's a mixed bag as far as like reviews go. As I've already said, a four point four on Google, a two point five out of five on Tech Radar, eight out of ten IGN, eighty percent Metacritic, seven out of ten on Nintendo Life. The GameStop, I think, is a three point four out of five. Yeah, it's just it's that kind of everywhere. A, it's all over that's the place. A wide variety. Yeah, that's right, way across the board. The people that are bashing it are for the low play time and for just the quality. And the people that love it, I guess, just play the originals. And you know, you kind of hard for this game to be worse than the original. I mean, how long was the original? Does anyone have a? A comparison uh, on that? I, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll take a look. Uh, Pokemon. Because I can't imagine snap. that the first one was what much longer to, as far as playtime goes. I'll look that up as well. Yeah. I, completion time. Um, f- uh, four hours. Oh, okay. So, I mean... Seems like a pretty good improvement to me. Two hours on top of a four-hour game. Yeah, you should get you should get um two more hours of quality. Again, that's uh, again. I still the, think that's like going right this through. One, this one IGN says fifteen hours. Like it's just everywhere. There's no real. There's no consensus. For su- for su- yeah, for such a big title that's coming out, there's no real like. No, there's no one knows the the scope is so wide on what you think of it what it actually delivers. You kind of just have to have it to know the whole thing, understanding of it, and uh, neither of us have it. So That's true. I mean, I feel, from an outsider looking in, it just seems like the people who either, one, play stage once and then move on are on the negative side, and then on the positive side is the people who replay the stages. <coughs> there it is. There it is. It finally came out. Oh, my God. Sweet release. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, and the people on the more positive side are the people who, you know, play the game, like all the stages over and over again to get mm-hmm. the different uh, interactions between the Pokemon. Because I assume every single Pokemon, I think, has like at least four interactions in their environment, uh, and that's just based on the stage. They could have different interactions in other stages that they're yeah. present in as well. Yeah, that explain why you know there's only there's not that many Pokemon in there. Same thing the Sword and Shield did or claimed they did. Yeah, of course, but I think this one is a bit more credence because 
the Pokemon have a lot more complex uh, yeah, behaviors in this sure. game as well, based on what they do or what they're near. But yeah, I think I think that's that's what it comes down to. It's like, are you looking to if you're looking to just play the stage once and never do it again, you're going to get a short game. But if you're looking mm-hmm. to, you know, it's a very I think it's a very more it's a game that caters more to completionists. Mm-hmm, for you, sure. You know, fill, filling out the photo decks. I don't know how. Like filling out the different photos and like the different, the, you know, getting we'll the highest the gallery. The photo yeah, gallery, the gallery. Sure. Filling out your gallery of Pokemon and uh, getting the highest rated uh, pictures of those Pokemon, the four stars, and, as well as getting all of those four stars for all the different interactions that Pokemon has. You know, it, it's a it's a process, and I feel like a lot of people are, are going to embrace that grind and really like it just because of the atmosphere that the game creates. But if that's not your thing, if you don't want to do that for every Pokemon, then it's probably not going to be your game. Yeah, this, I, I, I imagine this is um, a lot of people's first Pokemon Snap experience. There's only two games, but given the first one came out in 1999, like over 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, people Maybe people just didn't know what they're get, they got themselves into with new Pokemon Snap. It's not meant to be this big elaborate plot with, you know, there's no battling or anything like that, but... If you're starting to see the Pokemon in their environment, I think it is a very it's a very good completionist game. And it is built for that. And I think they built the game around that thought with just the environments, the interactions, all that stuff. Yeah, so I would recommend, uh, again, outsider looking in, but knowing a bit more context now that it's out. If you're looking for a game that you can sink a lot of time into, into, you know, just scouring every corner of every map and, you know, getting just getting that completion grind uh drive in you for a game i think this would be a really good game for that one that probably wouldn't even take like an arm and a leg amount of time to to complete as well though yeah you know like it's still even if you do go for 100 percent, i assume it's not going to be that super long of a game no compared to other games that you can also 100 percent on the switch rather yeah for sure so like i feel like it would take less time to 100 percent Pokemon Snap than say Mario Odyssey, certainly Breath of the Wild. Yeah, even games like um, Super Mario Galaxy, like games like three D all three D All Star Bundle, um, you know, just games like that. Uh, the the complete the completionists they had they have a good one with this game. And I feel like that's a lot. Of the, the, when you see the positive reviews, is people that are just going to play it more than once, go through the routes more than more routes, move the stages more than once. You fire them on the mind. <laughs> always take more than one photo of a pokemon with a certain interaction all that good stuff and that's what the game is meant for obviously yeah again i feel again this is unsubstantiated for all i know if you complete this game it could take 60 plus hours to 100 percent complete it but based on the base finish time of it i feel like that's just what i am assuming is going to be the case so take my word with a grain of salt uh because i am just a a naive little 20 year old who has no idea what he's talking about so yeah next week we'll probably have more stuff for new pokemon snap but as far as uh three days into its existence goes that's all that's all we really have for now definitely an interesting response uh not one that i was expecting to be honest yeah you'd think it would just be like unanimously positive but unfortunately not not the case right away and I mean, as far as like new games coming out, that's that's really it. But I do have other, we do have other stuff here. Uh, Nintendo discussed like pursuing animation beyond this Mario movie that's coming out in 2022, I believe. Yep. 
this is this could include maybe like TV shows, movies, just different types of media as far as animation goes. And this this just kind of set the Nintendo fan base and Twitter ablaze. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's starting with Mario. I mean, most popular icon in gaming, all that stuff, and Mario movie, Miyamoto, the whole crew is in there doing that. But I mean, outside of I outside of the Mario IP. What could what could what would, what would we want to see on the big screen or TV show animated series? Well, let's talk about what we already got so far throughout history. Okay. Uh, at least the ones I can remember, I will spout off. So, yeah. we had an Animal Crossing animated movie. Yep. Which apparently was pretty good. Also, uh, we had Kirby right back at you, which was in you know a, just a TV show. We also had the Super Mario Super Show, which I know I grew oh up with. God. I think has you grew been, up with it a little too. Has been meme is the center of meme culture in some cases yeah uh it was based on super mario 2 the most bizarre mario game to to base one around at least by our current standards now but still pretty good show uh for, oh, for yeah. its time i believe i rewatched yeah. that i rewatched those episodes rigorously i loved it it used to be on netflix i think it might i don't know if it still is but really holy yeah shit. it used to be on netflix i don't know if it still is but yeah, really, really, first Yo, time, a great show. Next time your girl asks what you want to watch on Netflix, tell her the Super Mario Super Show. I want to watch the new Super Mario Brothers Super Show <laughs> off of Super Mario Brothers 2. But anyway, uh, we obviously also have the Pokemon anime, the longest running anime of all time, so I think we're good on Pokemon stuff. Yeah, kind of its own thing. Uh, I think that, that's all that really comes to mind for me. Did you... We also had uh, Captain N, which was a really old show. And we also had that one Legend of Zelda show, which didn't really have anything to do with the games, though. Had no trad, no traction. Yeah, Link Talk. Like once you saw Link Talk, you're kind of out of it. Excuse me. Yeah, that's the most iconic thing that comes out of that. I'm trying to think of what other animated things they've done. That's everything I can think of right now at the moment. Smash, like Smash reveals. Obviously, they. I would say Smash reveals are crazy high production for a short amount of time. Yeah, probably not what we would expect from a TV show or anything. Yeah, the Super Show, Animal Crossing movie. Uh, there was a old Mario, not animation. It was a live action Mario movie. Like, where oh, Mario, that's right. His first yeah. and last name is Mario. It's that one's also been memed, and it wasn't very good. I hear. No, it stunk out loud. But yeah, I, I mean, an, animation animated, I think, is the right call. I, I don't know what these series live actions would live action would look like. Just getting people that you know know the voices and all that stuff, keeping it true to its core. I mean, what's the first IP you would want to see outside of Mario be animated? I think, if you, I'm it, being honest, if you could base it off a game too, obviously, since I have no, I have no connection to this series at all. Like I've, I've never even played. I think I've played like one entry in the series, but I want to see Star Fox turn into a TV show. We've talked about this before. We have. Uh, I believe there was a, like a separate tweet before this whole incident that said like how Star Fox would transfer well into a like a weekly TV show style format with its characters and kind of it, its its world that it's built. Uh, and I think that's a pretty good point. Uh, just the the color, just basing it off of the characters that I know exist in that world, I think it'd be great. Seeing like Fox, Falco, Slippy, uh, Crystal even can be thrown in there. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe, yes. Uh, I think it, I think it'd be great. 
little spacefaring uh, action style uh, cartoon with with Star Fox. I think it'd be really good. I think it'd be cool to bring back uh, <laughs> Kirby uh, in some capacity. He shot a block uh, in one of those episodes. I, he did. He had an AK, uh, I think, wielding it and blowing up King DDD's uh, food stores. Uh, but at least I think that's what it happened. But I don't know how it would translate. Well, I don't even know how that exists in the first place because Kirby is not really known for its its plots at all, really. Oh. No. Uh, and though it would be in a TV show format, so you don't need like an overarching story. Like you still need some kind of direction, I believe. Then other than Kirby takes a nap under a tree and then something random happens and he goes and destroys a whole universe. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it, I think Kirby would be fun to see back. Once a week, uh, Kirby destroys a universe. Once a week, Kirby just destroys an ancestral god and saves the universe all for one slice of cake. Uh, let's see, what else? Kid Icarus, I think, would be good. Uh, I feel like that would be the least, obviously, the least likely to happen. Also, the least likely to succeed out of those ones, I think. Just because of how little games there's been? I just think the characters wouldn't lend well to like a TV show. I mean, Palutena and Pit would be good, but... I don't know. I can't really see how it would kind of work. Maybe a, I don't know. I was gonna say a movie, but I'm not sure if a kid or I'm not sure if a kid or a Chris would work any anywhere outside of a game. Yeah, personally, I think we've been. I feel like we've been dancing around the big one here for a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say it too. Yeah, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. No, <laughs> uh, Zelda. I mean, we, we've already <laughs> talked about Fire Emblem being a show before. If they, but, the Three Houses anime, I think could work. So but, good. He's so yeah. good. It would be like once a like like you get three episodes a week, one from like each route, something one like that. One from each route. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd that'd be, be a sick. lot of work, but that'd be so cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. You but could yeah. do yeah, you could do like uh, who knows, but yeah, but Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. I, um, I you you can you just you can pick your you can pick whatever for what universe you want to base it off of. I think I think the most uh, like elaborate one, obviously Breath of the Wild, but I don't know what's. Is, is there a Zelda game known for like its character development? <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was about to say. That's about it. I mean, Link's mute, so you can't. You need like another character with him, you know? Like maybe a Navi or something, something yeah. like that, like a little companion. Uh, maybe not necessarily Zelda, even though I think a prequel like show before Breath of the Wild would be like, really good. Like yeah, like an Age of Calamity, but it's canon. I mean, Age of Calamity might be canon, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it could work. It, either it had to be a completely original story, or it would have to be set in Breath of the Wild's like prequel, or uh, like the pre-Calamity timeline. Yeah. I, I'm just not sure how that would work, because you still need conflict, you know? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, translating games into shows and movies has historically had a pretty poor ratio of success uh looking at monster hunter probably as the most recent one people will point their fingers at apparently mortal kombat was okay but nothing groundbreaking no the witcher series is probably the last really good video game movie not movie uh tv show i'd say i really like it uh there's I mean, it's, even about it even then it's not even based heavily off the video games it's more off the books if i recall yeah no the first season is based off the books more so the second season apparently is going to get more into video games okay which that's pretty, pretty cool game. 
like yeah that. again it's a it's a show that got a sequel you can't say that a lot about just video game properties in general it's true it's true well, like we talked about last week with uh, sonic like sonic's got a sequel like immediately it, it's like printing money yeah i mean sonic sonic ironically is probably the one with the most experience in this sort of thing Oh yeah, he's like, had TV shows, movies. Yeah, he's everything. had he's had an anime in Sonic X. He's had a TV show in Boom, which even which impressively, despite the game being horrible, the TV show was actually pretty good. Uh, and now, and he even has a movie now with a sequel coming out soon. So Sonic is really kind of you know throwing the punches out here in the in the multimedia sure. space yeah, right for, now. Yeah, for sure. Iron- ironically, the weakest part right now is probably the games. Yeah, because there hasn't really been any. Which is interesting, but yeah, I feel like, you know, Star Fox could fit into a boom style sort of thing. Like, it maybe even it. a bit more comedic tone as well. Uh, but, you know, who's to say? I'm not the foremost expert on Star Fox, so I really don't know exactly. I, I don't know either. I you do need someone with Link, I think, just because if you're going to stick true to the Link's mute thing, which I think you should at this point. It's been <laughs> 30 years, yeah. 35 years. Yeah. I mean, there's no point in changing it now. Yeah, a Breath of the Wild timeline would work, I think, or just a completely different project, which I'd be fine with. Just take it out of its own, take, take it in a completely different direction. Star Fox, we talked about earlier, they had a Claymation series canceled because apparently a Netflix spilled the beans on something and Nintendo just yoinked that project right underneath them. Yep. Kid Icarus would be, I think, interesting because there hasn't been a lot of games. I don't, they don't really have a lot to base a series off of it. I, yeah. I imagine it would be a completely its own story. Fire Emblem's, you know what so, I, Fire Emblem's wacky, but go ahead. You know what I think really could work? What do you got? This, I think this one might have the best chance of actually working out is a Splatoon show. Really? I think that with that'd the world... That'd be big in Japan. Yeah, I think that'd be huge. It already has a manga, which is pretty successful. I think if they did a Splatoon animated TV show, that would be really, really good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just the world that they build. Like it has enough like mystery and also like really cool reveals and just an atmosphere. It, would you make it its own story within that world? It would have to be. I was about to say you can't really. It would have to be its own individual story. I would like it to connect and have characters from the games, obviously. <laughs> You know, ha- reference the events of the past games and the uh, the actions that the different agents have taken in trying to uh, combat the various threats that they have had to in the campaigns for those games. But, you know, make it its own original story, but based yeah. in the universe. I think it could work. I think it would be really, really uh, interesting. It'd be a really cool new world. It'd be great to promote, like, the new kind of blossoming IP that Splatoon is. Uh, and also kind of, you know, just I feel like it would really coexist alongside the games well mm-hmm. uh i don't know man just i keep coming back to the world because it's so cool like it's it's post-apocalyptic but you know it has this really like g- grungy almost old school uh tech combined with you know like really stereotypical slang uh for like uh what humans would have usually used way back when mm-hmm. i say as if 19 as if like the late 90s was that so far away (laughs) but i don't know it's such it's so hard to describe but it's such a cool atmosphere that they build uh and though it's mostly a multiplayer game the the fact that i'm able to praise the world building and story this much is a testament to how well 
it's been crafted. So I think yeah, for sure. that getting that getting those story designers and those world builders onto a, a show uh, that can continually uh, evolve uh, in a separate space other than the games while still connecting to them would be really, really cool and interesting. I... All right, I have, I have two in mind, but we'll talk about Fire... I mean, just to talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. I, mean, okay. I wouldn't mind a show where it just talk it just shows the events of what happens like in between each month like between the weeks because you simulate the only day you're actually doing something is the sundays because every other day is technically an instruction yeah. day so i wouldn't mind a show that goes through like the instruction days and shows like the just the students interacting with one another from the different houses i don't necessarily need to see the missions i'd love to see the battles and missions because but i've played through most of them the only ones i'd want to see are like the the battle of the eagle and lion the uh, first one yeah and depending on the route like the second one the second version of that or like the final battle i don't really need to and the the um defending garrick mock or taking garrick mock whatever they want to do yeah I don't, I don't really need to see four or five battles like big climactic battles i don't want to see more of like the students interacting with one another because i think that's the most in- interesting part of three houses because there are a lot of characters with a lot of supports and unless you played the game as much as i have chances are you haven't seen all of them Right. I think a, a TV show format would be a great way to do that. My other one that came to mind was... Uh, before you go on, actually. Okay, go ahead. Uh, one more thing on Fire Emblem. Is that I think the most likely thing that they would do... I think the most likely thing that they're going to do with Fire Emblem is nothing. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> excluding whole, that option. They're done. Fire Emblems, they're done. Heroes no, I, at least in like outside of the games... I think they're going to do nothing with Fire Emblem, but agreed. If we're excluding that option, I think one of the most likely things that they could do would be a Pokemon Generation style series. I don't hate that at all because generation because generations like hops around a lot between games and the notable events from each. Where I feel like that formula could translate well to three houses, where you jump around between the various uh, house paths and timelines and cover there. Uh, big events as well but also like you said i think it'd be really cool to have some smaller events like maybe the ball and like some more student interactions besides that because you don't really get to see a whole lot of that uh, no. because you're kind of like you dance with claude a little bit and then you go to the goddess tower immediately but yeah. i think it'd be cool to see the build up to that and like that happening with the other houses and see what the other students are doing at that point uh, Maybe but, get the DLC characters in there too. That'd be nice. I was about to say, see what's going on in Abyss, of course. Uh, ooh, but yeah, I think in a in a the Abyss story, it was just an animation. That'd be pretty good. Ooh, that'd be pretty good too. But yeah, I think you, uh, you get all you get the main lords interacting. That's, that's yeah. True. I, I want to see more. I just want to see more of that stuff. Yeah, and I think a generation style like YouTube series would go well with that. I'm not sure if that they have a good incentive to do that because it's not as big as Pokemon, so the appeal would be much much more lessened. And also, I don't yeah, think they make a lot of money off of that because you know YouTube videos are free to watch. So I don't think they made too much money off of the generations things or anything. Yeah. So unlikely, Fair but enough. I think that would be the coolest. Not the coolest thing they could do, obviously, but probably the most kind of a happy compromise that I think would be really cool. My idea for like this well Paper Mario animated. That's one I hadn't thought of, but that's a really good idea. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of comedic relief. You have dialogue that no one really speaks, but you have dialogue. 
you, you have, have really good dialogue too so that's yeah that's the, the writing's really good you have an interesting world i think watching the paper mario is very interesting instead of like playing it that's and true. it would have to be its own original story because the stories as of late haven't been that great but who knows yeah. you can do something with you just get the videos get the story for people in there for the tv series I, yeah. I think that'd be interesting obviously i don't know how long you can flesh it out but maybe like a season who knows I don't know. I, just, I feel like the hardest part about doing a lot of these uh, series with classic video game characters is for most of them, the protagonist is probably going to be the least interesting character. That's a big problem. Aside from maybe Link, because his lore has been fleshed out a lot since his original conception. But even then, he's silent because he's supposed to be a vassal for the player, you know? Yeah. That's what a lot of silent protagonists are made for is to just be vassals for the player so you can insert yourself as them and i feel like for a tv show to be successful it needs a really strong lead cast and if we're trying to be faithful to the games you need to include the protagonist which may be difficult to do that's why i feel like you see so many uh gaming uh you know ulterior media like altering the story substantially and altering the characters a lot to where fans don't like it because it's not faithful. But I feel like they only do that because they're trying to conform the video games to what movies and TV shows traditionally are. I feel like in order for these Nintendo properties to work as TV shows, Nintendo kind of has to break the mold a little bit and figure out yeah. something different that works to be faithful to the games while also being an entertaining watch as well. And I feel like just, you know, being more faithful to the games anyway would be reason enough for a lot of people to watch. But, you know, what do I know? I'm not I'm not exactly sure how that would go over well. But yeah, that that's just my take on it. That's why I think it's gonna be difficult for a lot of these to succeed. Again, I think Zelda is probably the most likely to uh Get kind of show. break that break that expectation because uh, I think Nintendo's done a good job of characterizing Link as his own person more, especially in Breath of the Wild, uh, and giving him some lore that goes outside of just the player's interaction with him. Mm -hmm, for sure. Uh, which I think a lot of people, you know, we're, we're getting into an age where, like, that's not a bad thing. You know, you can, your characters can be, you know, their own characters, and people don't really... People like that a lot because, you know, you have all these story-driven games like The Last of Us and uh, and like God of War and, and things of the sort where the player characters are very fleshed out and the, you yeah. know, the protagonists are extreme. They have extremely deep lore. So I think Nintendo's already starting to move some of their characters in that way, at least the more lore-centric ones. Mario is going to be Mario forever. So yeah. we're not going to get like a backstory for Mario. If we ever get no. like <laughs> deep, in-depth Mario lore... That'll be the day the world ends. Yeah, no, for sure. I think like, if they were to do Breath of the Wild, just to put that in context, like I wouldn't mind a series where each episode like links in, like he's in Kakariko one time, then he's in Hatino talking to Pura, then he's back in Kakariko, then he goes off to one of the Divine Beasts and he goes to the villages there. You have to mini, you have to make it a mini, and like maybe like to break it up, you would show like a memory he finds. You yeah. have to just break it up like that, and that it'd be a mini series. It'd only be like eight, nine, ten episodes, maybe, but. Again, I don't think Nintendo, especially like Zelda. Zelda's not as big as Mario or Pokemon. So if you're trying to make yeah. revenue, you can't make that many episodes. I mean, it's, it's going to cost a lot as is just to animate it. Right, right. 
I think that would be the reason he would need a companion, which he doesn't really have in Breath of the Wild, so it would be really hard. Yeah. Because the companion could do the talking for him, like a Navi. Or a, yeah, or it could just be, like, narrated over. Who knows? Or it could be narrated, yes. Or it could just be completely, like, silent. Just have scenes of, like, just Link doing stuff in the wild without any dialogue. Uh, I think of that... Honestly, I think if that's done well, like, if those scenes are interspersed between, like, him, you know, being in villages and discussing with uh you know Urbosa and the and the champions and yeah. the locals of Hyrule. What's interesting is though, Link can talk in the games. Like you have dialogue options and you respond to conversations. So Yeah, you do. We as the players never hear his voice. So if they were gonna do a TV series that follows the events of Breath of the Wild and they include scenes where Link would be expected to respond, they're gonna need to voice act him. Yeah. Or ver- or do very clever cuts to like cut off the conversation before he speaks. Yeah, that's where you like would like cue in like a battle or something or something he finds like. Yeah, or it's like you're like you're talking to Urbosa or Riju or something, and then Link's about to respond, and you kind of the camera like cuts away to like a really far away shot where you see Link's hands move as if he's about to talk, but like you're in a busy street, so you'd, all you hear is like, you know, the market chatter yeah, and things like that. Exactly. And then you return to Riju for her response. I think that would be interesting. That would be very interesting, but now uh, I'm literally breaking this down scene by scene. Now I'm just rambling off. Yeah, I I, there's a lot of IPs available that Nintendo can do something with. Uh, but as far as like the big ones go, that I think we've hit all of them. I'm just trying to think. I, Splatoon's pretty interesting. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, then the obviously you don't really. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying obviously Smash Bros. But I mean, like that's yeah. probably not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the Inklings don't speak human language but you can just say like hey the show is translated so that every you can hear everything yeah uh in english and the manga they talk they talk in english all the time anyway so yeah again i think it'd be cool i think a splatoon would have a lot of appeal as well to a lot of age ranges just because of again uh the the concept of mm-hmm. of squid people teenagers uh fighting each other with paintball uh I don't know. I think it'd be really cool. I think you could add like a little mystery to it. You know, a lot of cartoons these days, you know, they seem relatively simple on the surface, but they have like an overarching story that plays out over many, many seasons or episodes or, or what have you. And I think Splatoon uh, with, you know, the enemies that they have uh, created, I think there's room for that as well, which I think could let it thrive in the current sort of tv space right now but that that's just my opinion i think splatoon would be a really good choice for for a future series would that be like your first like if nintendo came and you were like okay what's the first one we should do yeah if the first one they... i'm sorry link but if nintendo came to me and said like what what's what series do you think would be really good for to make into a tv show i would definitely say splatoon probably not a movie but a tv show for splatoon yeah, I don't know choice. what they do for a movie. I, I think everything we've talked about, we've done TV show format. I don't know what it's they true. do for a movie. It's true. It's true. Because that is also an idea we have later on, like a, a movie pitch. So maybe we can pick one of these franchises and do it. But who knows? Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Then I think everything we've talked about could be TV show. A lot TV show. I think is easier too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's easier just because it's more segmented, uh, which I think lends more to the video game just structure. You know, like you have level by level or chapter by chapter. Video games are usually split up in some sort of divi- divider, whereas I feel like, I feel like that's hard to do as effectively uh, 
or as consistently in a movie format, which is, I think, why a lot of uh, video game movies, uh, or at least it's another reason why I think a lot of video game movies kind of fall flat. The Metopia demo came out. Uh, I didn't expect the me. I didn't. I don't think anyone really knew this. Was, people knew it was coming out. I didn't see a date when it was first announced. Like they were getting a demo, but whatever. Uh, I got it, and <laughs> oh my god, it's it's something. Metopia is. It's definitely. It's a game. Uh, there's no shortage of. It's a game. There's, there's a no reason it got brought to the Switch, and I'm glad people. Yeah, are it's great. Yeah. Alongside me as uh, the hero, the protagonist of our story, we have uh, Claude Von Regan's our guide. We have uh, Alex from a random gamer's corners, my mayor. Uh, Kermit and Marianne from Fire Emblem Three Houses are lovers. Kermit the Frog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My my carefree yeah. my my granny is uh, Wendy from the uh, the logo from Wendy's. Ugandan <laughs> Knuckles is her child. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, this is this is. Like the, the, hair, the hair color uh, is inherited, so that's that makes sense. You are my sarcastic, uh, sarcastic person in the town who just is like, uh, yeah, oh my God, I saw this has to be Tyler. And then uh, Honor, Heath thanks. Ledger Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker is uh, the Dark Lord. Holy shit. That's yeah, intimidating I, as hell. Yeah, uh, the Dark Lord took Uganda Knuckles' face and I had to go save it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is the first person you have to save is the child. Oh my god. Metopia has been oh my god. The it's designs exploded have exploded onto the scene, man, all over social media. What's so smells like I spent three hours making this. It was cronk. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I I don't know how, how this is happening. They have the new like facial construction system and you can it's like a COD emblem creator. You can create whatever you want. Exactly. Whatever. Like I saw someone make just this person's face is just the Fortnite V Bucks card. Like I saw no, someone made the meme of the new Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Them walking like yeah, then just walking through the gate. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I was about to say th- these faces can be. This is just a canvas. Like I didn't realize how many like how customizable this was, or how many assets you could like put on here, but artists all over the place have been just putting up their either wonderfully detailed creations or <laughs> horribly oh, cursed oh, abominations. When I saw you gone in Knuckles, I'm like, oh my god, this has to be my child. I was about to say, can you down... I assume you downloaded, like, the different you down. So... They what they had they have uh they have presets from the 3ds version and you can download referral codes which give you the switch okay. versions so that's where I got uh Claude and Marianne and everything else has been 3ds abominations. I hope Marianne and Kermit have a happy relationship. Well, Marianne's face got taken, so Kermit's just in horror. Oh, <laughs> Kermit's so not got going a, very well. Kermit's got to pull it together. Oh, oh and I made I, I made Kerbo my Nintendo fan. I see. Kerbo is in the Mario outfit. Is it just his face, or is it like Kirby's entire body on the face? It's just his face. Okay. Like, it's two. It's like three dots, and then two <laughs> little blush marks. Yeah, of course. Wow. Okay, that's a very interesting yeah. narrative you've been you've crafted there, Colby. I've yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get it. It's fifty dollars. I don't know if I'm gonna spend fifty dollars on that, but because it. 
I would only play. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It comes out, I think, also June. So soon. God, June is just. It's May or June. It's one of the wall, two. Just wallet breaking is June it's right now. Summer. Summer. I'm. I, I've been tired. I've been sniffling. I've just been yawning because I take. I took two. <laughs> I took. I took two allergy pills, and I, I'm getting knocked a little bit here. But we're gonna power through. We have one more. We have one more thing to discuss. Yes. And then we'll get you guys going to start your uh, Tuesday morning or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for all support, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, I've been. I texted Tyler a couple of days ago because I I, I kind of know early on when we need a topic. And for the past, uh, let me literally check my notes here. Like five or six episodes, we've needed a topic to get us to the end. Yeah. Of and course. maybe and maybe maybe we'll just make a weekly tradition. We just tack on Sonic movie talk at the end of every <laughs> episode. But <laughs> yeah. I came up with it. I, I thought of this. I'm like, this is. I think it's be a pretty good thing to talk about. Entire thought so as well. When video games are a form of escapism, it's an art of escapism. You play them, whether it's RPGs, platformers, simulators, blah, whatever. You play a video game to escape the reality of real life. And my topic was, what games? What are our favorite games to play when we need to just turn our brains off? We need to relax. We've had a stressful day. Finals have been beating the hell out of us, and we just need to play a video game to get back, you know, just reset, relax, maybe finish off our night with something, you know, have a have a have a nice glass of water or whatever the hell we drink when we play video games, just just to relax. And yeah, red powery um, for me, a, 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 cold, a cold soda, whatever. Pure it's kind energy. Of funny. It's kind of funny because if I was if I if I had the equipment to stream, I would stream like I would just call it like. I would just call it like chill Saturday nights when we would just play games that just you know no I, I required absolutely zero thinking. But that that I mean, was my big brain idea. That was make that was my big brain idea. But I mean, send your if if you want that send your donations. You know where yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't yeah, if you money. if you want that, we'll get an hour of me and then we an got, hour of Tyler. We got, Tyler a Patre- we got a Patreon going. Yeah, we'll get a Patreon going. It'll be an hour of me, an hour of Tyler, seven to nine every Saturday. But. Yeah, what are some of our favorite games to turn off our brains to, just to relax, do whatever with? And uh, Tyler, if you have one that comes to mind, immediately you can start. But I have I have a few written down here myself. I do, I do. Now, I have three that come to mind, but I am excluding Apex because when I go to play Apex, I'm like sitting down and I'm like focused. Like I'm focused on playing that game, even though I play it a lot. I'm like. All right, I'm sitting down. I'm gonna, like, I am playing this video game. I am consciously aware that I am like focusing hard on on this task. But the one that definitely comes to mind, I'm excluding Monster Hunter for now because I don't want to be a one trick pony all the time. Uh, but I'd have to say the game that I turn my brain mo- off most to is Dying Light. Okay. Like super intense. Like at least on the on the surface, you think like super intense zombie, like slayer game but really it's really not because it's much more about it's honestly much more about the parkour than it is about the zombies uh in my opinion at least that's where the appeal lies for me and i have such overpowered gear that i can just fly from building to building just one-shotting zombies and just dissecting them into bits and pieces and it's just it's just i don't know why it's just really zen I can just chill out. I switch out my weapons from time to time. I go around and I just 
pull off some crazy parkour moves and just do laps around the big city environments that they have for me trying to find different routes and just kind of enjoying the haunting atmosphere but it's also like just really chilled out when there's nothing to fight so yeah i'd say dying light and it sorry just talking about that gets me even more excited for the sequel and i hope that that game too will kind of fill that role for me that game delivers uh whenever it comes out freaking next century what about you what about you oh i mean like the big one obviously is, <laughs> of course uh, it's, it's uh it's this game's favorite or this pod one of this podcast favorite games uh a game we talk about all the time religiously and that would be a uh, super mario sunshine now uh <laughs> breath of the wild breath of the wild is just i, t- I tweeted it, breath of the wild is just it's therapy it's therapeutic it just, the, the 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 piano music in the overworld the 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 sounds the visuals everything about it like when I when I'm really just in need of a pick me up, I just go to Rito Village and just let that song play. It's just so good. Really Goosebumps good. every time like I play it. Like I would just play Breath of the Wild just to get just to get away, just to, you know, just completely just separate myself from the reality of the real world. And it does a great job of putting me in like you said earlier about the T V shows, just a great job putting me in like it feels like I'm in that environment. Not that I ever want to live in a post apocalyptic world, but it is it's amazing it's a beautiful world everything about it is just phenomenal and it's just the small details that make it a great game for me to turn to whenever i need a game to play just in general not just you know i just turn my brain off whenever i need to do something i go to breath of the Wild, there's always something to do and always something to find i mean if you're going to live in any post-apocalyptic world breath of the wilds is a pretty good pretty good option it's, it's a good point it's a good point you know you have the looming threat of malice monster ganon just kind of chilling but really he doesn't really move at all so you're free to just chill out and you know sell your wares and wander the lands as long as as long as i'm not link i'm good i think i can do it (laughs) well you might want to be link because i guess there are a lot of guardians and monsters still around so yeah it's true but regardless i mean breath of the wild is such a like that's that's I no pun intended a no brainer for yeah relaxing games like I don't even play it that much but I can still be like yeah that game is absolutely you know you can if you want to call me experience it's totally there for you yeah it is you know especially with the, the just the exploring aspect of it like even the combat like the combat is you know pretty smooth you don't really have to think too hard about it so it just kind of flows nicely with everything that you're doing. So, yeah, Breath of the Wild. Probably not going to be the case with the Breath of the Wild 2, though, considering that they're going dark for it. No, but, oh my god, no. It might be like jump scares and stuff. Like, I'm just trying to, ah, Breath of the Wild. Ah, you can just jump scare. Uh, no thanks. Trying to unwind after a long day of work and just Malice Ganondorf just pops up on your screen just out of nowhere. A, a malice incarnated like elemental high Nox just pops up on my screen i'm like you're from a different game and tara's like i told you it was canon <laughs> i mean again those future champions came from somewhere like in breath of the wild 2 they're all gonna be like link i had man something weird happened i went to the fucking past and like helped you save the damn world yeah you're alive there and link's like huh yeah like every everyone and you were there and you were there is crazy 
It was wild. It anyway, was I'm not going to talk anymore about it. Let's play the new game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you know, whatever. Could have been a dream. To, either that or it's like they don't remember what happened. They just have a, yeah. a span of time where it's like... Terrico wiped, this isn't a theory wiped ep- their memory. This isn't a theory episode. What am I doing? But yeah, Breath of the Wild, Dying Light, great games. Uh, pick them up. I th- I'm sure Dying Light is like $5 right now. So Yeah, it's a scoop that if you guess. I was about to say if it's if it's a, that discounted uh definitely scoop it one of my okay. most recommended games uh if you need something to chill out too funny enough like rpgs i think are just the best form of like escapism because you can put yourself in that role and just like escape yeah. from the real world like no matter what like, i was thinking like i was thinking of witcher 3 for a relaxing game but not really because that world's so terrible yeah the witcher 3 world is horrible there is danger and trouble at every turn and you literally have to be like the, the strongest wielding sword slayer in the in the continent to have a chance of survival yeah. but that's a game I like to play just because it's a kind of like a dumbed down version of breath of the wild where it doesn't run that great on the switch but it gives you the same kind of feeling and i was trying to think of other ones i, I don't mean, know if i consider pokemon one i don't really either like unless you're like, I guess you can, it can be if you're, like, shiny hunting or something and you just kind of get into a routine yeah. of doing the same thing over and over again. But Or if you're in the main story progressing as well, since it's a pretty laid-back sort of adventure. But I would say it's, like, the de facto uh, first thing that comes to my mind when I want to relax. Uh <laughs> Again, I did say I was going to talk about... Mo- I did say that Monster Hunter was in the contention, but really, that's another thing with Apex. Like, when I sit down there, I'm like, all right, I'm going to grind out materials. I'm going to be hyper-focused on this combat. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, it's something I play often, like, just because I like playing it, but not exactly what I go to if I'm looking for, like, a really chill, turn-my-brain-off experience. Yeah. So, it it's kind of weird. I don't. I don't really have too many games that provide that specific experience to me. Huh. Uh, um, I will say Brock, I have. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say Brock and Fire Emblem Three Houses. That isn't one to me either because there's so much thinking that is involved in Fire Emblem Three yeah. Houses. Like I can't yeah. turn my brain off. My brain has to be on or else I'm gonna get wiped. But yeah. Because yeah, I know the I know I know the strategy and stuff like that, but it. The, the computer does different things every single battle. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to kind of stay on edge. Uh, so I understand that from the point of you're just running around the monster and talking to people. Yeah, that can kind of be relaxing. Or when you're doing an, like a practice battle, yeah, it can be relaxing. But when it comes to heat of the moment battles, no. Like I need to be engaged and make sure none of my units die or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of my most recent ones that kind of surprised me is just kind of running around and in the uh, Bowser's Fury map. Just mm. kind of just kind of riding Plessy around, getting different power-ups, just kind of doing laps around the Bowser's Fury map, maybe doing the final boss every once in a while, because I know the patterns now, so it, it might as well be yeah. a turn-your-brain-off activity. I don't know. That's one I've been enjoying a lot, just kind of... Do- yeah, music's really good, too. Yeah, the music is really good as well in the final boss fight, and in the regular you know stages uh, and environments as well. Uh, I don't know. That That's one that I kind of didn't really think I would really come back to after I finished it, but every once in a while I've just gone back to just kind of chill out, listen to the music, and again, just visit all the islands, do the final boss fight, and just for a, a few 
you know, an hour or two just to relax. Exclusively Bowser Shiri, though? Exclu- I mean, the 3D world requires focus because the... Uh, yeah. I'm just, I, that's why I specified post-game Bowser's Fury, because I'm not working towards anything. No, the shrines are already done, yeah. Yeah, everything's already done. I can just chill out. And 3D World base, I still haven't finished. And even if I did, I, I would feel like if I went into the levels, like, you know, you're going for a goal. So I need to, like, think about, like, you know, going through the level. But for the open world uh, Bowser's Fury completed, you just kind of chill out and run around, so... That, that's what I like to do in it nowadays. Yeah, I can't consider uh, 3D World. Like, I've... <laughs> my blood pressure has risen trying to complete the... Trying to get the required uh, stars or whatever they... I think they're stars. I don't know. In the flat... Hit top of the flat poles, all that stuff. That requires way too much thinking for me. I don't... No, there's not a lot, honestly. Like, I, if I find one, I'm usually just content. I'm trying to think back to, like, when I played video games when I was younger, but it was only, like, shooters, and I just had people yelling in my ear random stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> capture the yeah. objective. Like, I don't know what the objective is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Shooters are definitely not a relaxing experience. Uh, so uh, I mean, just to hang out with the, just to hang out with your friends, maybe. But as far as I was like, gonna say, hang out with the boys, going into a lobby. Yeah, that's fun. But at least with our friend group, like everyone wanted to one v one and do like private matches. It's like I don't really want to do that. I just want to go to pubs and just go zero and seventeen, but just have a good time. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to play gun game one on one. Stop. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to have a quick scoping match with you. Just let's just go into public match, please. Can we just go into domination, please? <laughs> I need to get my points. I need. To, I. I just need to get my camos on my gun. I am the only one that's gonna play the objective, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, the good old days of Black Ops Two. Simpler times, really. Yeah, they, some some would say, yeah. Um. Other relaxing experiences. Mario Galaxy kind of for me was a relaxing experience. I agree. Yeah, especially honestly, I just liked running around the the observatory. Yeah, that was fun too. Again, just the atmosphere of being in space. I'm like, wow, is so just nice even on a video game. Yeah, and I don't know for relaxing experiences, I tend to either one play the first level of the game over and over again because it eventually becomes second nature. And since it's the first level, it's relatively easy. So there's no real risk of dying. Or I'll do the final boss. Because I don't know why that discrepancy is there, but... In, in a lot of the there's reasons, no in-between. Yeah, there's no in-between. It's either first level over and over again, or final boss over and over again. Like in Sonic Colors and in Sonic uh, and the Black Knight, when those were the only games I wanted to play, I would just do exactly that. Either first level... Or final boss. I've just kind because... of the same thing with Fire Emblem. You can continue. Sorry. You can continue. No. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish your thought. I'll finish my thought after you don't yours. No, I was about to say that was all. Uh, because, you know, a lot of final bosses these days are more, more cinematic and less difficult. Agreed. Uh, so doing those is basically the equivalent of doing the first level. So that's, you know, in some games, not all, but... In some, in most, in most games that I play to relax, that's what I do. Yeah, I've done the same thing. If I'm in regards that I have different save points for like different battles, and I'll go back and play through like 
who do I, who do I want my like main protagonist to be? What team do I want? I'll go do this battle. I've just done it recently with uh, the church route, where that final battle against a like possessed Rhea, where you just have that absolute banger of a track playing. Like, is that funeral? Is I, that funeral flowers? Oh my god! Yeah, Dude, it is. It's I never realized how good, good that was. It it's it, it's a top three song. It's so unbelievably good. Maybe that'll be this out this uh, this episode's outro yeah, song. But seriously, it's a really good idea. It's such a trend. I'm getting off topic again. Please continue. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it, man. I mean, we have to fill the time somehow. That's I, true. It, it's such a it's it's the perfect song for that final battle. It really is. It, it's the such title a tragic, of it like haunting song, but even then, it has its upbeat and like we're well, not upbeat, yeah. but rather energetic moments to it. Yeah, I never like, realized how yeah, good it was compared to Apex of the World and uh, and God Shattering, but it, damn, it really holds up. It really does. Oh, don't tell me we're having technical difficulties at the end of the episode. Oh yeah, I'll, yeah. It, honestly, I hey. was just saying it might be it might be the final it might be the best final boss song in the game. But like, final wow. final fight, like I love God Shattering, but it just comes out of left field, and it, it, it I don't know. And Apex Apex is so good. Apex plays in I think both Crimson Flower and Azure Moon. It does, and yeah. like all like all three of those fights, I think are more like significant and you remember them more but as far as like a final song goes i would love i would love that final song for like the dimitri storyline if that's how that that last song played because dimitri is a tragic storyline where it is he's still he's still like he 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 uh, loses his family then the one person he thought he like ties to it turns out being evil he becomes like a madman for five years gets like driven to the brink of death over and over and over again then he loses more people then he comes back he's a king again now he's to like kill his stepsister and put an end to this that's like tragedy but yeah this isn't about you'll hear it at the end of the episode if yeah you stick around that long i don't know man fire emblem soundtrack is just unmatched it's unmatched as of right now yeah it's unmatched i don't know i mean there's not a lot of experiences that are out there right now that i would i guess when you think of like relaxing games like like you idiots haven't said animal crossing yet but yeah i don't know animal crossing just is it animal crossing isn't really my cup of tea it's only relaxing and that's kind of the part that drives me wild (laughs) i don't know animal crossing to me is like you know it's like it's like those mobile games where it's like you have daily stuff you have to do, so it's more. It ends up being more like chores than just I, relaxing. I was about to say, it feels like a chore. Yeah, yeah. At least eventually, like for some people, it's probably not like that because it's not actual work. So obviously, it's it's nowhere near that much of an equivalent. But at least right. to me, after playing three hundred plus hours of it, just kind of started getting to be a chore because I had nothing left to kind of. I couldn't expand out anymore. I filled my entire island how I wanted it, so I was just kind of, again, going through the status quo. So it got boring to me, and it became more of a chore than anything. So, yeah, Animal Crossing at the beginning, definitely a relaxing game. Like, totally zen, lose myself in my tasks. It was great. But nowadays, not so much. Yeah, it's a it's a game that, you know, maybe one day I'll come back to. But as of right now, I'm like, eh, you know... There's other experiences right now that I enjoy more than Animal Crossing New Horizons. And as far as the relaxation goes, there's nothing, get, there's nothing that gets more relaxing than a social simulator, whether it's The Sims, Animal Crossing, you know, whatever. But you know, Goat Simulator, all that stuff. But 
I don't know. It's it's not it's not the it's not the relaxing experience I t- I tend to seek when I'm playing video games. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, hey, it seems like Pokemon Snap is going to be falling into this category as well. Yeah, I mean, I texted you about it. I'm like, I don't know. Seeing these screenshots, I'm kind of like leaning that maybe yeah, I'll actually yeah. get this game. It's only it's only it's only fifty dollars at Walmart, so I might just make the trip and get it there, but. Maybe, maybe maybe one day we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It depends. All right. <laughs> Let's just, you want to talk about the Sonic movie again? Oh, this is your... Hey, this is your stage, so please That's be... That's true. I did. You're the one with things with new things to say on it, so so go for it, my man. All right. Hold on. All did right. you watch this with anyone else, or was it just you? It was just me. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. It was... <laughs> yeah, I know. It was just me. Uh, the missus left, the- and I turned on... And I turned on the sock. I watched it at, like, 10.30 at night, and I stay up till midnight to finish it, because I wanted watching, to talk about it. Watching the Sonic movie alone on a Sunday night doesn't get any better than that. Oh, my God, no. I might watch it again, because I, I have it rented for another 30-something hours, so I might give it a second watch, but... hey. Yeah. Take the floor, man. Um, tell us, tell us your review Sonic. of the Sonic movie. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic movie. <laughs> this is coming from someone who's never played a Sonic game. I'm a very casual Sonic fan, like the most casual. I will probably get his next game whenever it comes out, whatever. But Sonic movie, it it's very safe, and I think it's good. Like I, it's I don't know if it's better than Detective Pikachu comparing it to best video game movies. I don't know if it is. It's clear close but i think i'm gonna give it to dick the pikachu for now but sonic movie i i enjoyed everything about it uh there's parts i like parts i didn't like obviously with every movie but for the most part it's just it's a very it's a fun watch and i enjoyed watching it and i enjoyed seeing sonic interacting in the human world uh some problems with it obviously and i'll start with more of the pop on things i didn't really like oh no we got technical difficulties again, right? As he was about to say what he didn't like. It's a sign. There's nothing he didn't like about the movie. <laughs> oh boy, this is actually a lasting, a lasting connection fault. All right, are you back? You are. Okay, we're back. Okay, good. Uh, all right, I'm back. Yeah, this episode wants to end, but we it, won't let it. We will not let it until we're done talking about the oh. Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yes. For the second week in All a right, row, you, but you were just but, about to talk about what you didn't like about it. The first thing that caught me off guard was that wrote, the the I guess just the, the the U.S. government is just so okay with murder that Doctor Robotnik in the, in the halfway like in the half, first half hour of the movie is gonna full blown murder a cop in just cold blood in his house to find a freaking to find a creature he doesn't know exists yet. <laughs> <laughs> like just because that just because james marson's character is like dude i don't know what you're talking about get out of my house you're trespassing robotics like i'm gonna murder you now <laughs> to find something he doesn't even know exists that part uh, caught me so off guard and then it kind of re- it kind of redeemed itself when sonic was like wait don't hurt him and jim carrey just screams screeches <laughs> at the top of his lungs and then gets knocked out and yep. then yeah that rope then that robot just opens fire in this cop's house in a population town of 300 people. But uh, alas, this movie—it doesn't make sense in a lot of aspects. But th- the fact that everyone except um, Pretzel Lady just absolutely screamed when they saw Sonic—that's the most <laughs> realistic part—is that they just screech when they see this blue hedgehog. Yeah. All right. 
second thing, ad placement. There is so much ad placement in this movie. <laughs> that, uh, what are you What are you doing? I'm looking for apartments on Zillow.com, <laughs> and then you have. I only have. I don't, the, only, the only apps I have on my phone are the standards and Olive Garden because when you're there, your family. I'm like, oh my god! And at the very <laughs> end, and at the end for, <laughs> I don't know why. Like. <laughs> The entire movie, Tom is just he's a fugitive. And then at the very <laughs> end, when nothing really happens besides Sonic is discovered as being like real, the blue devil, as he's called, and yeah. robotics sent to the mushroom planet, the US government rewards Tom for, for what? I don't know, <laughs> but they give him a $50 Olive Garden gift card. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, my my brain's like the Zach Galifianakis me. It's just the numbers trying to compute. I, I didn't get it. I'm like, really? And Okay, the part that bothered me the most was Tails, the tail scene. That part made zero sense. It just makes no sense. Like, I get, I think it's fun having Tails in there, but how he is able to travel through worlds, how he knows who Sonic is, I... How he knows where he is, like all that stuff, just doesn't make sense. It'd be, it would have been better if it was just left in the second movie, whenever that is coming out. I mean, I, I assume, know. I assume that tales that that whole thing will be retconned. Like there will be explanations for how yeah. he knows Sonic, why he's there, how he knew he was there. Uh, maybe that owl person survived. Uh, oh god, that, that owl got shot center mass. <laughs> <laughs> That's walked true. it off, though. Just walked it off. There, there might be some tension because that's Knuckles' tribe. Like that's the Echidna tribe that murdered uh, Longclaw. Sonic's is Guardian. it called? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sonic's guardian. So there might be some tension there. Uh, maybe Tails ran into Knuckles, and that's how he knew about you know Sonic and all. But it's also funny to me that Tails has like has like one tail that like can split into two. Yeah. And just Which flies. is kind of interesting, but yeah, I mean, you finally see. I assume you finally see what I was talking about. With, like Tails not should not know who Sonic is based on Sonic's own account of his past. No, Sonic the entire time. Like I actually felt bad for Sonic in the first hour of the movie. Like it's really sad seeing it him is, just be alone. And it's the it made like the the part with I think the part where it hits home the most is when uh, Sonic uh, wins the baseball game against the other Sonic team, and yeah, he just runs around the. I, I did that is another part that kind of bothered me is just how, Sonic is just he can't really control his power but by the end of the movie he's able to control it without really being without really there being an explanation they kind of just it's kind of just driven off his emotion but like even like the first two times he does it he's he can't really control it but the let just without any explanation he's able to control it I don't know but yeah uh, the it, the I think the I think to God like besides seeing Sonic like in battle which every single time he was like in battle, whether it was against Robotnik or against uh, the people at the pit stop, like, it, it was all really well done. Yeah. I think my favorite parts were the interactions between um, Jim Carrey and James Marsden, Tom's character. Those interactions <laughs> yeah. were hilarious. When, like, the, there were a couple parts that made me laugh out loud. The first one was Sanic. I, when I saw Sanic, I, I literally, <laughs> I laughed out loud, like, in my alone in my room. I, yeah. I, I guffawed. And then yes. the second the second part is when Carrie screeches and he gets knocked out. And then he calls him on the he calls him on the pit phone. Like he's like, if there's drug dealers and fugitives like us. And he and he calls him on the phone and he's like, You can't tell him we're talking. And he Carrie's just looking at him. He's like, I think they already know. <laughs> and just yeah, he just picks up the phone. He's just like, Yeah, I made a bully eat through a straw for a year. I'm like, why are you telling him that? But 
<laughs> yeah, I just, uh, it's very it's so clear. Good. It's very clear that the director of the movie was like, okay, just go be Jim Carrey. Like you, this isn't Robotnik you're playing. You're you're you're, you're Jim Carrey dressed as Doctor Ivo Robotnik. Just go do that, and I'm I'm okay with it. But yeah, sometimes it is over the top. Like when he's just yelling at um general, I forget the general's name. He just t- he just tells to shut up like every three seconds. But <laughs> yeah. in the very like when he first pops up, he's just like he's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Major." No, no one cares. And I was like, "Okay, I, this is a little, yeah." I like, <laughs> love him more than anything in that movie. I love the slow progression of him, like become like turning madness? into like the. I wish they would have done more with that. I wish he was like a normal dude. But just this hedgehog, like just the thought of this hedgehog thing constantly screwing with him and always coming out on top just slowly drives him mad until he becomes Dr. Robotnik. Well, yeah, in the beginning of the movie, they're like, this guy's a loose cannon, but he's a genius. Like, they didn't really, they didn't really do that at all with theirs. So, like, he's a loose cannon. He just becomes more of a loose cannon at the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I, but I do love he his... He was like, great, though. He was the best part of the movie, I think. Yeah. Like... In what in what world? Some I don't know how we got the privilege to live in the dimension where Jim Carrey is cast to play Doctor Ivo Robotnik in a Sonic the Hedgehog live action movie, and it actually turns out good. Yeah, it does. I don't know how we're here, but I'm glad we are. I, I can't how... wait to see him as the classic Egg Robotnik Man. look in the second movie. It's gonna be so good. I cannot wait. Trying to think, like, what else about the movie? I just saw it last night, and I'm probably gonna watch it again today, honestly. But how Sonic's rings just stay on that one building in San Francisco also just makes no sense. They just don't move for like two days. Now I'm I'm nitpicking little things. How they got all Sonic's belongings out of his cave? I don't know how they did that either. At the very end of the movie, they just took the stuff out of his cave. Uh, What? I don't know. When he said, when the cop, I forgot this, this is in the trailer, I forgot it. When, he, when he's in um, Tom's, like, play, like garage, and he meows, and Tom just yells and shoots him right <laughs> in the leg. And then, very, and then he just oh, he just opens the dog crate and just walks out. Like, the dog crate's not even locked. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, Son- Ben Schwartz, I think, crushed it as Sonic. He, he was really good in this movie. Again, I don't like how Sonic is more. It's just really immature, like annoyingly so at some points in this movie. And you know, he, I think he is aged down, like from his normal modern appearance. Oh, he's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah, he is a child. But I don't know. It just seems really annoying. Like a lot of his reactions to things are just completely like over the top. Which yeah, it's to be expected. But it like. His reactions were annoying at baseline, so just him mm-hmm. being more over the top about it just makes it more annoying. Like when he got mad at Tom for like no reason. I get that he doesn't really know how people interact with each other too much, but yeah, I don't know. It still was kind of like, uh, that's it, it made me cringe a little bit when I saw it for the first time. But yeah, that's just how the character's written, though. That's not Ben Schwartz. Like Ben Schwartz was asked you know, to ben do Schwartz- like. Yeah, he the was performance asked was to do, he was asked he was yeah he was asked to perform a kid Sonic and he did it very well. It's just, yeah the, the the writing for Sonic just seemed a little a little off. Yeah, a little little in little inaccurate. He is like a twelve. He's like a 13, 14 year old kid in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Like I don't know how Sonic I don't know how Sonic age works if there's such a thing. But 
Yeah. <laughs> Sonic Age. Yeah, the... I'm just if anything, you age is faster. Yeah, it's, it's true. I'm but, just, oh, actually, if anything, you... No, actually, that's a, that's a science thing, because if anything, he just slower because of how fast he goes all the time. It's true, it's true. But if anything, seeing that Tails is going to be in the second movie, I don't think there's going to be a significant time skip between Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. No. Like, I feel like it's going to pick up, like, really soon after. Like, maybe a month or a few months, but maybe not even a year after the first movie. What do you think they're going to do in the second movie? Are they going to bring the humans oh. in the Sonic's world? They have to, right? I don't think so. I, I think there's going to be more of Sonic's world, which is always good. I think there's going to be more of, like, dimension hopping. Because uh, they do have to go get Knuckles from somewhere. But I don't really know who the villain's going to be, to be honest. Well, yeah, I think Robotnik's going to get off the mushroom. I mean, Robotnik's going to... I don't know if he'll do it in time to be the villain of the second movie. Yeah, I don't think he will be the first villain... I think he'll be the main villain. I think he'll get back, but I think there are going to be some secondary villains in there. I think we've talked about this very recently, like Gun, uh, or just the U.S. military in general, or because yeah. uh, that's a classic Sonic thing. That's or a, a classic modern Sonic thing, I guess. That's been a uh, been leaked to be in the movie, or at least in some capacity, uh, with a gun helicopter being shown on the set. Uh, we we might even see Knuckles as the antagonist for a while. Uh, kind of hard to say. Why don't we like what, what like Knuckles and his tribe like the antagonist at first? Yeah, it's that's kind what of hard I was about to, believe to say. Because in in the set shot, Knuckles is standing next to Sonic and Tails. Seemingly, yeah. you would assume that they're in good terms by then. Yeah, maybe like Knuckles is like the odd one out of his tribe or something. But yeah, I think they're going to do something with that because they again they need to get Knuckles somehow. I hope they do something with the Chaos Emeralds because Knuckles' tribe is usually connected to them, which would be really cool. Uh, I feel like the climax has got to be supersonic. Like I feel like that is how you... That's how you get a step up from the last movie is get supersonic in here for the final boss. Do you think he's like... Again, I don't think they did a really good job in this movie of like explaining like how he controls his powers. Like I get he's just fast. Like that's his thing. He's just yeah, fast. But he's fast, there's but clearly has, like, a second EM- element to it. Yeah, he has like EMP, like electromagnetic stuff going on. Yeah, because like when the blue hair is in Robotics like ship, he like controls like, the infinite ship. Infinite power source, yeah. Yeah. He has like energy sort of like energy expulsion sort of thing and like energy storage and things like that. I don't know how they're gonna either get rid of that and replace it with supersonic or like integrate it into the supersonic transformation. But I don't know. They might just retcon it entirely. And how many chaos emeralds are there? Are they all in one place? There are seven chaos emeralds. They're usually kind of like, you know, the dragon balls. They're kind of scattered about and they need to be collected or they're in the same place initially, but then get and are protect and are protected by the, uh, by the, either the Echidna tribe or various other, entities at least when they're part of the story when they're not part of the story they're just kind of in these trippy bonus stages but when they're part of the story they're usually in like shrines or something on angel island is something is a place you can normally find them but yeah for the movie they could just be like MacGuffins that are scattered across the world need to go on a journey to find them that sort of thing i wouldn't mind that that's how that's how they utilize the dimension hopping yeah that's what i was thinking as well and the Master Emerald might kind of come into play as well. 
that's just kind of a big emerald that kind of controls the power of the other ones that Knuckles guards mm-hmm. on Angel Island. Uh, again, that's his. That's Knuckles' like main focus in most of the story-centric games. So whether or not that's part of his story here is kind of up for debate because they could absolutely change it since mm-hmm. we're already far past the game canon at this point. But I think it'd be really cool for the second movie to lean even further and take way more elements from the actual game and integrate them into the story that they've already created. And I think with the world that they've built, they should be able to do that pretty easily. Yeah, I gave, I gave the Sonic movie, uh, I, I texted you, I gave, I gave it a 75, 75, 100. I think it's a, it's a very safe and very enjoyable experience. And as far as video game movies go, it's probably one of the best for me. Yeah, like Detective Pikachu and, and uh, Sonic are probably two of the best video game movies ever right now. So Yeah, at the moment. Unfortunately, Monster Hunter sucked, so... Yeah, it's unfortunate. That is, that is unfortunate, and yeah, I'm fi- I'm glad I finally got to finally got to watch it. <laughs> we talk had to talk about it because I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this movie now, and I did it. So I'm yeah, proud of you. I'm, I'm glad you did. Now thank you, you. Now you. Now you know about now, now you now, now you can have, be excited with us for the Sonic movie. Yeah, now I have now I have uh, permission to be excited about Sonic things. I dedicated two hours of my life to watching a movie <laughs> about them. You are now a Sonic fan forever. I am now a Sonic fan forever. But yeah, we you know what we'd have to do? I'm surprised we haven't done this before. We have to get Brock's opinion on this. On this has he seen the Sonic movie? I don't know, but we need to get his opinion on what he th- either we need to make him watch the Sonic movie we need to get his opinion on it, and we need to get him speculating on what he wants in the second one. I'm gonna text the Discord right now. Maybe I was about to say that's a Discord message going out right now. Who's seen Sonic movie? All right. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know. He probably hated it. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> He's like, well, why is the Sonic Adventure the movie? I'm like, Brock, stop. <laughs> well, we'll see. But do you have anything else on the old Blue Hedgehog movie? God no, and I, I don't know. If I'll, no, I don't have anything else on the Sonic movie. It was just, it was absolutely ridiculous at points, but I, I found it very enjoyable. All right, well, do you have anything else for this episode? Also, no. This episode was ridiculous at points, but I found it very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> a very good, a very good way to end the episode. Yeah, very good representation. This has been a very sickly episode. You've been tired. I've been. Oh my god, yeah, I'm drained. I've been sick all over the place. So, apologies in advance for a bit of a a bit of an exhausted tone for this episode, but all the same, we hope you enjoyed it. We we really do thank you for sticking around. If you have made it this far, uh, yeah, you are brave. Just thank you for all. Yeah, thank you for all the support. Like the podcast, as far as listens go, has been killing it lately, and that's yeah, all, it's all because of you guys. So thank you so much for supporting, and we really do appreciate every one of you. Yeah, it's been steadily growing. I hadn't been able, I didn't have the credentials for the uh, for our account that we can like see all the stats and stuff for a while, and I was too lazy to ask Colby for it. Uh, but I finally did. So I I, I looked back and. You know, it was a really, it was a really nice surprise that you know it was doing even better than when we had left it. So, you know, we don't do this for you know profit or anything. We just do this to like you know stay connected to each other and have fun video game conversations. But it's, I, I won't lie, it's really fun to see like the the growth. It it is interesting to see how far 
it's come from from its start. So, uh, yeah, we'll be too mushy with you guys. Thank you guys so much for uh, for listening and uh, for enjoying our stuff. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, feedback is our most advertised way of of having you guys do that, either on Apple Podcast or just hitting us up on our DMs and telling us what you think, leaving suggestions. We always love to interact with you guys, Colby. At the time of this recording is officially exactly one month away from my birthday. So if you want to give me a really, really, really early birthday <laughs> present, you can uh, leave great, a rating yeah. and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen. It's really appreciated. It helps us get in the algorithm and then we can just do more fun stuff and keep growing. So, yeah, if you guys want, if you guys could do that, that is the best way of showing your appreciation for the show. Well, yeah, with that being said... Thank oh, and, uh, all, all uh, links are in the description. Oh yeah, Gmail, uh, Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah, I was about to say, hit us up on there. DMs are always open. We're always willing to to converse with you guys, have a conversation uh, on whatever topic uh, has been discussed in the re- recent episodes. Hit us up, tell us what you think of the Sonic movie, what you guys want next uh, in that series. We love to hear your thoughts on that, and tell us what you guys think about uh, future Nintendo. Uh, TV shows and movies as well because I think that was the probably the other big topic yes. of this episode. All that stuff. So yeah, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to go take some medicine and maybe lay down for a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much. Colby, any parting words for you? Uh, t- t- take your Benadryl gamers. <laughs> <laughs> take your Benadryl gamers and I will... I will end us off, actually, with one quote from Kamek from from, a, from Super Mario. Keep on gaming, but never become arrogant. See you next week.